And welcome once again to the awesome Movie Standoff Podcast. I'm your host and MC Matt Baca. Welcome. This week, we have the Pixar <coughs> masterpiece, Incredibles <laughs> 2. And in the studio, our, uh, our two guests who are arguing will be Javier Dampierre. Did I pronounce that correct? Oh, totally. Perfect. Uh, Better than me, actually. Oh, very good. Oh, I'll yeah. be you then. Yeah. I'm single white female. And uh, welcome, Javier. Thank you and, very much. Uh, then our second guest is... Uh, Kevin Bennett, a.k.a. French Accent. How are you, Kevin? I'm doing very well, and I talk like this in real life, but on stage <laughs> I do a pastiche because uh, I like to hide behind that wow, and use it, it as a psychological subconscious <laughs> wedge to pop people's <laughs> social mask off and throw one-liners at their cerebellum. I love it. I think I got okay. course credit for that. That was really good. Three, three credits. I was trying to think up them words and not stutter. It was for hard. pastiche. It was great. All right. Uh, we are going to... Um, once we, we do the intros, at the end we're going to have you guys uh, give a, a, a moment where you can where people can find you, what projects, what Snitchy comedy bitch. shows, okay. etc. That's cool. All right, so we are going to start. Javier, you uh, agreed you'd like to go first, and you are going to be arguing the cons of Incredibles two. So we'll give you six minutes on the clock, starting now. Okay, first of all, I want to say and let make let's make that clear that Pixar for me is a huge thing. Pixar for me changed my life literally. I don't think that this is a production company of human beings. There are angels that come from heaven once a year to show us like what it means to angels. move people. Angels. Yes, they are they are su superior beings for me. Pixar. <laughs> I'm gonna write that down. So yeah, you write it down because <laughs> I mean, you find facts about that if you start like analyzing the movies that they do. And for me, this their movies are like life changing literally. I'm I, I'm kind of exaggerating to make my point, of course. But, and that's the reason why I was so disappointed with this movie. So, so disappointed. Oh, wait, you were disappointed with this movie? Oh my God. I thought I was disappointed with this movie. <laughs> You're arguing pro, remember? You're the pros, I'm the con. Oh, oh no. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm listening. I'm going to be agreeing with you now. Are you really? Is this, is this real? Well, yeah, now, now. Oh my now, God. All right, all right, all right. All right, you got the upper hand now, Avi. I'm going hard on you. All right, go. This is getting fun. Okay, good. All right, continue. So why my disappointment? I mean, there are many things, starting with the premise of the movie. Uh, it kind of feels that they were kind of copying the premise of the original movie, but in a very clumsy way. And in, uh, I mean, the premise is basically that they want to try to get some bunch of uh, superheroes to do some a couple of good things, uh, so they become legal again. I mean, that's that's kind of weak that's kind of and to build the whole story in that premise i think is a big mistake from the beginning of the project that's my my first like then i think the plot when it start like developing the plot uh is not like what you what pixar is getting us used to uh it's not like the characters driving the plot and the emotions of the character but a lot of verbally explaining things very explanatory uh, because it's kind of weird, the, the plot is so weird that you need a lot of text to, to justify and to explain and to see the, what, what is happening if they do that and do that. And that, I think that's very weak, especially in Pixar, the, the, that they normally use visuals to explain everything. And you, you only have to see the short films that you do before the movie. It's just there's not even one piece of dialogue and, and you understand. She ate that dumpling. <laughs> she ate that dumpling. Yeah. One swallow. 
She sucked that dumpling down. <laughs> that was a, that was a disturbing and it, it was disturbing was. and heartbreaking. Yeah. It was so daring and so amazing. Oh. Yeah, no con, no no cons for the short film, by the way. Yeah, not yeah, even yeah. one. Right. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, that, no, it was a, it was a good film. It was, you know, usually they use funny to, to do sad, and this time they used serial killer disturbing to do sad. Oh yeah, you know that was yeah. very. All yeah, right. yeah. Sorry. So uh, the theme, the most important thing for me. Uh, I mean, Pixar is about theme. It's about touching you with a story that goes beyond the story that they're telling. And I didn't find anything in this movie. I kind of found uh, like hints of themes. There's like a feminist thing going on, which is cool. The fact that the father is can accept the fact that he's uh, he's not uh, the protagonist and he has a hard time to see the the wife being like the main character, whatever. And it's very interesting. But the thing is that for me, that's the, that's a trap as well for the movie because it separates the story into two di different stories, two different plots that they are not interconnected, only by some phone calls or whatever, but um, it Wait, makes- Wait, you mean you didn't like the trap that was in the movie? The trap? Yeah, you know, that big transgender superhero that was a man that looked like, you know, it, was, it would look like a man, but it was a woman. Remember she was like German? Oh my God, I don't You're remember this guy. You're telling me that wasn't a trap? Anyway. <laughs> okay. No, for, for me the trap was precisely that because of this theme, because of this kind of theme that is not really the theme of the movie, this feminist point of view, it separates the, the story into different lines that they are not connected at all. One of the lines is not moving forward, it's just a bunch of jokes after joke after joke with the baby. Okay, I understand that the baby doing crazy shit with the superpowers is interesting and fun, but you're sitting there, you see a joke and say, okay, there's gonna move forward, and then another joke. And then, okay, that's enough. Now the story's gonna move forward. It doesn't move forward. There's another joke and another. And at some point I was so bored of listening like uh, a sequence of jokes with nothing happening really. The only thing that happens is that the man is taking care of the house things, which is something that usually used to be done by women, which is a nice thing. And there's another theme that for me could, be, could have been amazing, but they don't really explore it. There's only one line. Uh, is the fact that the, the point of view of the villain, that, that she hates superheroes because they, they make us fools, because they make us dependent on them, which is a very interesting thing, actually. And there's a big debate about that. Uh, but it's just a, a couple of lines, that's it, and they don't explore, and the theme is not connected to the, it's not connected to the plot, it's not connected with the story, uh, it's not connected with anything. Uh, so, I don't know, it's just... One minute. Oh, one minute, okay. Yeah, I, I, and you know, we are, I mean, we're used to, th to see stories like, powerful things like, uh, I don't know, sadness is important for the human psyche, inside out, which is a very powerful thing or uh, things like uh, you have to to move forward in life and to fly you have to release all the weight that you have behind you and this is called up which, what an amazing title right up going up and you can because there's a house and there's a past that you can get rid of it such a good movie you know is that, th th we, are, right we are used <laughs> yeah so good. 30 seconds we are used to this seconds. kind of things we are used to to talk about the the memory in this last movie that they did last year and in, 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 in embodied in a person with Alzheimer, talking about memory and the importance of memory. That's a big thing. The impossible, the incredible too. Okay, I have to finish. It has nothing of these kind of things. And that's why I was so disappointed. Wonderful, right at six minutes. Very nice, Javier. Uh, we're gonna have uh, Kevin, sorry about that. We're gonna have Kevin talk about the now the pros of Incredible 2. 
Incredibles 2, and Kevin will give you six minutes starting now. Well, of course, it's going to be the same old thing. I mean, you have a formula that works. Are you going to break that formula? Here's how I knew this movie was going to be great. When it started out and the actors got up and said, hey, it's been 14 years and we did a great thing. It takes a long line, life, just a great long time to animate. I knew it was going to be such a good movie because, you know, actors don't do any of the animation. So the animators were vicariously living through them to show how much they've been uh, lazy and you know laziness just makes a great film uh, like like the, the the writing of this film oh it was great I mean we were evincing we were evincing the modern progressive values you know why why further the plot another 10 or 15 years you know why have Jack Jack uh, be the young one while uh, the speedy Gonzalez dude is all of a sudden uh, in junior high and and Violet's a stripper or something she's struggling you know what why, why why would you why would you put that why would you put it because she's the invisible girl she can do crazy stuff with the tassels why would you put that you know 10 15 years to, why would you move the plot forward in time at all no 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 let's put it exactly at the same time as the other one left off so the actors who've aged 14 years between that can struggle to not sound like octogenarians on the microphone that's how I want my uh, my coach and and Holly Helen Hunt just 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 gargling the diabetes I want to hear that I want to hear that in their voices I want to look at that animated Pixar figure and think you know what there's a real human being behind that because this animation is not describing what my ears are hearing that's what I wanted to see and Disney delivered you know Disney has just gotten on the bandwagon the villain did you notice the villain she had the monologue when she was the the screen slaver and she was like oh you guys are the masses blah 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 and did you notice how she just took the right uh, wing perspective and said that oh Disney's so subtle in their in their programming you know they're programming us to be uh, egalitarian interchangeable cogs in a machine that are entirely answerable to the media the media tells us to do something we do it you know they're actually doing what the screen slaver does ironically enough but they're putting the words of their enemies in his mouth and that's what I love about Disney you know they're racist and they encourage uh, sexism and and all these things but they do it so subtle you know they're, they're Nazis with style and that's the beautiful thing about it you know the original movie uh, the Incredibles you know it took it took the the it took the superhero motif and brought it into the bureaucratic day-to-day -day of the real world and that was interesting you know it had a plot you couldn't pick out from the very beginning. That was really interesting. Why be interesting? That's so overrated. You know, if you're interested in something, you have to think critically. And if you think critically, you might question your government. And that is what terrorists do. And Disney knows what terrorists do. They don't want us to do that. So, you know, I, I, and the, the other thing is superheroes. That's masculine. Why do we need all these male heroes, right? Just because men have uh, upper body strength and, uh, and are willing to put their lives on their line for their family doesn't mean they should be representative of of the hero overall. That's so sexist and outdated. Uh, little tiny women uh, who can't really defend themselves in real life should be taught to play act as though they're soldiers or uh, uh, mercenaries or something. And, and and that way when they go to fight in real life, their asses will just get kicked. You know, and, and the same, you got a good plot, why throw it out? Okay, okay, so what else did I got here? Um, uh, also, also, you know, what I really liked about it uh, was uh, how it was a kid's movie, which I forgot about uh, when I got stoned and went to go see the movie at 3 in the afternoon. That's the problem, sorry. It's a kid's movie. That's my problem. It, oh, 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 that's, that's my problem. problem. It's not supposed you to be a kid's Disney movie. You think Disney shouldn't make kid's no, movies? No, don't say Disney. Oh, say Pixar. 
No, 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 don't mix up Disney with Pixar. That's a sacrilege for me. All they right, are like all right, all right. so different concepts, Disney and Pixar. So Pixar should be what? Pixar should be for adults that kids understand as well and enjoy. Not understand, but enjoy. That's On that Pixar. we agree, and that's what Disney's doing, you know, and that's what I really liked about it, is they're trying to uh, make a story that the adults <coughs> can enjoy even as it subtly programs the kids. Notice in any Disney movie what happens. <laughs> the children are always told to do something by their parents and they disobey. And they save the day and live happily ever after in every single Disney movie. Pinocchio, he goes against Father Geppetto, he ends up lying. His Father Geppetto ends up in the belly of the whale, but somehow he lives happily ever Lion King kills his dad. Little Mermaid, she does the whole witchy thing, and she lives happily ever after with a guy she's never talked to. She smooched him once, and they're going to have a good marriage. Yeah, they're not going to have a good marriage. Uh, what, what, what else? A bell in, in uh, Beauty and the Beach, psychologically. She's told not to go into the room with the rose, and she goes into it. She breaks that psychological barrier of the five or six or seven or eight-year-old child told not to do something by their parents. And then she brings out the beauty from the beast. Oh, the beautiful metaphor of monarch programming vis-a-vis, -vis, sorry, I didn't mean to bounce the dingus, vis-a-vis -vis CIA shenanigans. Yeah, that's And you're not talking about Lion King, by the way. Oh, I'm talking about all uh, Disney movies. The monarchy against the communism represented by the hyenas. That's, uh, no, that's no, no, another no. message. The monarch programming is in a butterfly. Like a butterfly, oh. as in uh, LSD shenanigans. Anyway, The Incredibles <laughs> is a great way oh. to program your children, and that's why it's seconds. good. Is because not only is it a piece of entertainment that masses aren't going to necessarily notice is propaganda, but it's great propaganda that's going to screen slave the masses ironically, even though this is the subject matter of a recycled plot that doesn't advance any characters forward. It's progressive genius, wasting your time, taking your money, Eight making seconds. you thank them, and plotting to do a threequel in the process. Process. Wow. wow that Thank was you so much. Uh, Kevin, very nice. Let's, uh, very entertaining from both of you. I'm, I'm, my notebook is filled up. We're going to go back to Javier. We're going to give you 90 seconds, a minute and a half on the clock. Come back with any final thoughts or rebuttal, anything else you'd like to say. Start now. Actually, I think that what you were saying about your is amazing because they're programming the kids. I think that's the lack of this movie, actually. Really? That's the real problem here, that there's no manipulation of, of, of theme, of emotions or anything. It's just a bunch of different and funny uh, adventures with the Lasty girl doing crazy shit and everything. You don't think they're influencing the young girls to believe daddy's useless and he can't deal with children because he's just a big dumb man? Because I think that oh, was Oh, no, actually it's the opposite. Oh, uh, you think... It's the opposite. Oh, they're my. trying to tell that the men are so stupid that they can't even take care of the kids. And because you don't it's think a feminist point it's good but they didn't explore it all the way that's what i'm saying oh. it's good i like the message i like the fact that there's a, a feminist point of view it went, you, but you, you didn't go far enough they didn't go far enough and they did should have got a divorce and became a fat lesbian but <laughs> right i know okay i think i agree with you on this i think i, I think i agree i think i'm getting it she marries like one of them blob superheroes or something. Okay, if you want to talk about that and thirty give seconds, a, a feminist point of view, you should involve the plot in the theme. That's a big deal. There's no theme interconnected with the plot because there's two different stories, and the 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 the, the, the story of the girl of the lasty girl is just nothing. It's just a girl like doing some adventure. At the end, of course, they get together and they fight together because they're screenwriters and they're professional. They know what they're doing. Obviously, ten seconds. I'm not saying that I wouldn't do it. I do it better. I'm a screenwriter myself, but. <laughs> I think the big thing for me is the theme. I mean, there's no theme and it's only hinted. Okay, I have to finish. Time. Sorry. Great. All right. Very nice. <laughs> Very All right. Good. Now, Kevin, you have your minute and a half. 
90 seconds and go. Okay, yeah, there was a theme, and you know what it was? To Disneyfy it, Tuck Frump. That was the theme. <laughs> Men don't know how to deal with children, all right? And women, oh. they're the best superheroes, and they're the best supervillains, and they should have lesbian sex. They're going to do that in the third one. I saw a uh, release in the Hollywood Reporter. Comedians make 2500 to 3000 a week, you know, and the third Incredibles is going to be a lesbian scene. Actually, you know what? It's probably going to be uh, Frozen 2, but the fact of the matter is, there were plenty of themes in this, okay? Theme one, men are dumb. Theme two, men are dumb. Theme three, men are idealistic and not they're really dumb. Not connected Me with the plot. Not connected. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, there was. The, the, the father of the superhero brother, or he, his sister was hoodwinking him. You know, yeah. uh, it was played by Jimmy McGill out of uh, Breaking Better Call Saul. Uh, Bob oh, yeah. Better Bob Call yeah. Breaking Bad. Uh, Bob but yeah, Bob, Bob Odie. <laughs> Bob Odie, uh, his father <laughs> called the line and w and got killed in, in the nick of time. And that made him a uh, mad guy. He met him, made him rally to do the superheroes and his sister lose her shit. Because uh, women, you know, they, they their emotions are right every time. Oh, yeah. And that's what I think the theme. So you of mean this. everything is on the nose, right? Every that's what woman, you're saying. You agree with me? Like the themes are on the on your nose, like like a slap. And in that's your face. just how it should be. Well, you're agreeing that with me. You're exactly you telling the, the the cons right now. I, I, no, I'm saying your cons are pros. <laughs> I'm and saying your pros, pros are cons. I'm saying the cons are pros. Oh, Five no, seconds. You're a pro con. That's that's. I am I am I am I am. You're a pro con. And right. time. Wow, that was a little stuttering. Great, big oh, round of applause, guys. Very nice. That was uh, a very heated and very, very, very exciting and fun debate to listen to. Wouldn't you agree, Darren? Yeah. Okay, excellent. So now is the time where Darren and I will step out of the room physically. People don't think we physically leave the room. We will. And we're going to discuss all the points that you guys made. And then we'll come back and Darren will have a prize for the winner. Stay tuned. <laughs> And welcome back. Darren and I are back from the cone of silence. And they we'd really like did to. Go outside. <laughs> they did. They can vouch. We, we wanted to say it was, a, it was very entertaining. We both loved the points that both of you made. Uh, again, your styles were totally different, which I think gives, gives a lot of uh, contour to this podcast. But we did want to go with the winner who we felt like uh, kind of made the points that he and I talked about. Uh, earlier today uh, about Incredibles 2 and the winner who will win a prize will be Javier today Woo! so great job Javier you hit some of the points that we talked about Kevin you did an amazing Thank job you. as well and oh my god look at that tell them what they what you've won uh, is the Mr. Incredible a small little toy it's oh, amazing okay. great but I have to say that maybe I won the debate, but it was more fun to listen to him. I mean, come on. Well, <laughs> come on. Yeah, very, very engaging. Maybe you could, you could, you could cut it in half, like the wisdom of Solomon. Oh, Jack Jack as well. Yeah. I can give you the small Jack Jack, and I, I, I get the. That'd be nice. Wow, it's really computer animated too. How do they do that? It's really. Put that computer animation in a box. It's really pro-feminist. Comes with a bag of feminism. Just kidding. Yeah, and that's what was so great about. Good. All right. We're going to uh, wrap it up. Before we, uh, we end the podcast, we'd like to give a few moments for you guys to, uh, to let uh, listeners know where they can find you on social media. If you have any projects like on YouTube or Vimeo, or uh, if you have any comedy shows, now's the time. So Javier, we'll start with you. Where can people find you on the internet? Oh, you can find me. I mean, both in Facebook, my, just write my name, Javier Dampiere. And okay. actually, my website is javierdampierre.com. Great. It's very, hard, very easy to remember. 
Uh, yeah, I'm with different projects. I'm working right now in a TV show for Fox as an editor. I did a feature film, um, a documentary recently. In it was for NBC. Right. I I would love you to watch this movie. It's really good. It's called The People's Fighters. Okay. I was the editor of the film. Nice. Yeah, and uh, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Uh, directed by Peter Berg and by a friend of mine. They co-directed. Yeah. Diego is called and produced by Frank Marshall, which is a and it's really good film. I I can tell you. And yeah. then I'm trying to put, like, move forward my projects. I'm going to direct maybe, hopefully, uh, next year a feature film. I'm just fighting for it. Uh, yeah, and that's it. And yeah, Wonderful. And you're a, you're a writer, director, and editor? Is that uh, actually, since I came here two years ago, I'm only editing, actually. Right. And but I you've been here two directing. years, and you're already working with Fox. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was great. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. So you, yeah. got, like, in, you like, brought in your writing chops, or did you already have the editing chops beforehand? Sorry, sorry, say it again? Did you have the editing skill beforehand? Oh, yeah, of course, I did a lot of things in Spain as okay. an editor, but right. I was working as well as a director. But here, somehow, I started like, connecting jobs as an editor, and I kind of miss uh, directing, not only yeah, editing. Right. And I hope that next year I'm going to start like directing some things. Really? I don't cool, know. Yeah. We'll Wonderful. see. I'm Great. Yeah. As hell. That's awesome. <laughs> Wonderful. And when we post this on uh, Instagram and Facebook, they'll see your name and they can do a search and everything for you as well. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah Great. Totally. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. Thank you, Javier. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. You yes. bet. Very good. good. amazing. Good debate, sir. Kevin Bennett. <laughs> uh, so I am Kevin Bennett, uh, a.k.a. Franchock Scent. And let's see, I'm on Facebook as Kevin Bennett. I got a picture of me on there. And in the background, there's a picture of me with the accordion. And an uh, eye patch. And an eye patch yeah. and a beret. <laughs> and I've got a big beard. You know, it's just a big, bushy, single beard. Um, I like I like the beard. Uh, I, I like the ladies, too. But, uh, you know, we're not going to get into that. This is about my credits. So that's Facebook. I've also got French Accents Alike page. And I've got Amphibian as well as The Thief and the Sacrifice, both of which are novels. Amphibian is still available online you can uh, you can find that on amazon.com uh, amphibian by kevin bennett it's uh basically blade runner plus the matrix with a few flying cats and some jesus overtones it's a lot of fun <laughs> and uh the thief and the sacrifice is an antediluvian novel about the pre-flood world which takes into account uh, subject matter like time travel nephilim uh, epigenetics and socialism and uh, utopian society and uh, it's a light read it, yeah well here's the deal the publishing <laughs> company went under that published it because they were a bunch of shenanigan folks but you can find a free copy of it on my Facebook page The Thief and the Sacrifice and I'm looking for Great. new representation on that get a second edition out cool. I've got two albums uh, Between Dystopias again that one's hard to find my newest one is uh, Weather Local Great. and that's uh, not comedy that's music and then for comedy um, I've got a number of shows coming up uh, I'll be at uh, Meme Money in Echo Park tomorrow um, I am going to be on America's Got Talent on Tuesday. Oh, that's uh, that's amazing. Yes, Tuesday at. That's uh, amazing. I'm doing my audition. I don't know uh, how much of the audition, but they keep telling me on social media it's there. Uh, so I'll be the French. I'll be doing French accent yeah, with my accordion and eye patch <laughs> and, and talking and all that kind of stuff. Great. And then I'm going to be doing the launched showcase on Sunday. I believe it's July 25th at El Cid. That's Richie Lee's show. Great. He used to. Work at Flappers. Uh, well, he actually booked. Um, it's actually sorry, July fifteenth, Sunday, July fifteenth. He booked uh, the Hollywood Improv for a while. Oh, excellent! He did. He did Great. His big Good. Um, and yeah, I got other stuff peppered around. You know, look for French accent comedian on Google or Kevin Bennett comedian on Google. Give me some likes. Oh, last but not least, Outrage TV. 
Outrage TV is our uh, sketch uh, comedy channel. And for more animus of the same nature, you heard me events throughout the debate. Check out the sketches upon Outrage TV. Wonderful. Ooh. Thank you very much, Kevin. Thank you, Javier. With that, we're going to wrap up. Big thanks to uh, Darren Kwan in the studio, our production producer uh, extraordinaire. I'm Matt Baca, and we'll see you again here or hear you again. Thank you. <laughs>